Welcome to Film Roast. Hey everyone, Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Roast Show, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash filmroast. Happy roasting! Let's do this! Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Today's show is another installment of Bad Date Stories. Our guests are Shalom and Desmond, our friends at the Not Historians Podcast. You're about to hear one of the most gut-wrenching stories you can possibly imagine. It opens with preparations for senior prom and ends with one of the grandest of all grand gestures— Shalom claims this will top any bad date story previously told on the show. You be the judge. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. All right. Shalom, Desmond, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Now, Shalom, I understand that the reason you wanted to come on the show today is because we've had a couple of episodes where we've told bad date stories and you, in fact, have your own bad date story. I, you know, I think I have the the Trump story of the bad dates, date, bad date world. Wow, yeah. that's big talk. Now, now let me just say this: I had made I had made a mistake. I misunderstood because I thought it was Desmond who was going to come on and tell a bad date story. I, I mean, that's that's more believable considering oh. that I'm I'm incredibly uh, debonair, suave, and and relaxing with the ladies. But um, no, no, this is in fact my bad date story. Yeah, I, I would I would confirm that. I would not expect that you would have a bad date story. But, but but Desmond, on the other hand, I would figure he would have a whole library of them. Wow. No, I'm here as the peanut gallery. Support my man. Okay. And right. Also, because this bad this bad date story, unlike most others, doesn't focus entirely on the other person. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, uh, without further ado, have at it. So I got I've got to open the story with telling you this. This this is such a bad date story that I I also use this as a a jump off, a jumping off point for any of my friends who ask for advice on what they should and should not do to uh, to fix a problem in a relationship. I, I, this is the story I tell, and then after I tell the story, I just leave it at that, and okay. and they make the right decision. So, so so for some this is entertainment, for others it's a learning experience. <laughs> Indeed. You're trying to educate the public. Kind of a public service, if you will. I mean, it's certainly a public service. <laughs> that's very that's very giving of you. We all appreciate you doing that. Absolutely. Uh, it, is, it is my uh, pleasure. Oh. Oh, so, I, I guess we can start the story at the very beginning. I was, this is a high school story, as a matter of fact. Uh, taking it back a couple of years. I was in high school. Now, I won't use her name since she's married now and, and we're friends. But... Um, we were dating. I was a senior. She was a sophomore. And we were talking about going to prom. I had no interest in prom. I just really didn't have an interest in senior prom. But um, I had the, the about the same interest that anybody has or any gentleman has about prom. Um, they want to look very nice and show up in flashy tuxedos. That, yeah, that's why all guys go to prom shalom. Yeah, has to be that. So, <laughs> so as we get closer to the prom date... Um, I, I book a hotel room. I have some friends who worked in the hotel industry, so I was able to get a hotel room. Uh, I also bought dinner or had a dinner reservations for us at a pretty nice restaurant here in town. 
Um, can and, you can you tell us anything about the restaurant? Was it an Olive Garden? No, it wasn't the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Free breadsticks and salad. How do you beat that? I mean, well, for five ninety nine, I'm not sure that you can. But no, it was uh, actually it was BL Bistro. I do believe it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it yeah was it's Bistro. a very nice upscale restaurant here in town. Yeah, a very upscale restaurant. Nice. Um, so we're getting closer to the time, and I, I've the, I think the theme for this was lights, camera, action. Yes, that was, was for prom. for the prom, and so I felt like the only the best way to do it um, leading up to this was we had a style show. Uh, this was where we were giving uh, ideas for ladies on what to wear for dresses for the prom and for gentlemen what kind of tuxedos were in style and in fashion and i was asked to participate in the style show so i said of course and i modeled a couple of different um tuxedos and i had um i the show was kind of getting stagnant and so for me in my fashion at this point in time i was a little bit over the top i decided you know what my girlfriend is also in the style show and we were one of the final people going through with the uh with the, uh, I guess, the modeling of these of our outfits. Okay, let me let me interrupt you because I have two, have two questions. Go ahead. One, since you and Desmond have known each other for so long, did you guys go to school together, Desmond? Were you, were you at the same prom? Yes, and yes. So the story that he's telling, were you were you? Did you get to witness it firsthand? The parts of it, I, I was not there for this uh, style show. Okay. The other question is, just just help the help the audience kind of. Uh, allow them to take themselves there and tell us what year this all took place. Oh, man. Oh, this this would have been 2004. Toph, what did you do to me, man? What did you do to me? This is the glory days of uh, Usher and the Yin Yang Twins and Little John. Yeah, <laughs> music galore, kids. Okay, uh, I, gra- I graduated high school in 1992, so I wouldn't worry about it. All right, yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, uh, as far as his style sense, I don't know if you've ever seen one of the uh, silk screen printed... Uh, Dragon fighting a samurai T-shirts, but that is exactly what my man's so, style so, was. So hold on, man, hold on. But when it came to when it came to tuxedos, or oh whatnot, yes, he's very James Bond. So he was very debonair. He had that all going on. Um, him and this girl had been dating for a few months, I think, at this point, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and this date is actually prom. That's what I want to set up. He's setting it up, but it is actually going to be prom. That's the bad date. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. You you done style show. You're about to walk out together. Okay. So so the style show. Thank you for that. I appreciate you setting the stage. The the style show. We're walking down like the red carpet, but at this point in time, it's the black carpet. Um, gentlemen on one side, ladies on the other side, and then we meet in the middle, and you escort the lady off the stage. So as as we're meeting, I get down on one knee and I grab her hand and kind of just elegantly walk her across the the uh, I guess the platform. And as we walk off stage, I mean the the entire auditorium is going crazy. Which I I thought, wow, this is great. I'm going to be popular for life. I've got so many points for this. It's not. It's it, there's no touching me. I can do whatever I want. Prom. How does it get any higher than this? I know, right? So we we walk out. Um, and she's excited. Everybody else is excited, uh, congratulating both of us. There, there was nothing to this other than to make her feel uh, that letting her know that I appreciated her greatly and to let her know that out of anybody in the room, she was the most important to me. Nice. Now, now, was this when you asked her to prom? Can I ask that? Because I don't know when that happened. Well, I think it was a, it was understood that we were going to okay. go to prom together. But this is I did ask at this point okay. in time. Uh, and she said yes to go into prom. So. We'll fast forward a couple weeks, I think, oh, at this Lord. point. Yeah, this is yeah. this is pretty Let's rough. Go ahead. So prom night is here, right? This is yeah, prom, prom night, night is okay. here. So at this point in time, actually, uh, before prom, my car had broken down. I had to. I wasn't gonna not go to prom in a car. I mean, that just didn't make sense to me. 
but I also didn't have the money, enough money left over to get a tux or to get a, a limo. So it was important for me to have my own car. Um, so I got my car fixed. I had a friend come fix my car and, and, uh, as a reward for that, or a, kind of a trade-off, I, I bought him dinner at Pizza Hut. <laughs> that seems fair. Now, now what, what, tell, tell us, tell us what you were driving at the time. What kind of car are you talking oh, about? Please. Man, okay, so this isn't. I mean, this isn't a a beast of a machine, but it was a ninety something, like 98, 98 no. Honda Civic. It was an eighty nine Honda. <laughs> it was no eighty nine Honda Civic. It was a Honda Civic Modern. It was a a manual car which I love manual transmissions. It means, you know, I can drive and, uh, she liked it. So it worked. So, so you have a, you have a late nineties Honda civic, early nineties Honda civic, man. Don't be trying to lie to people. <laughs> so as, as it comes up to prom, like, in fact, I get my car fixed hours before prom starts. Um, but I had a little bit of money left over and I was talking to uh, my date and I said, well, you know, she had mentioned she wanted to get her hair done and her nails done. So I, I had paid to get her a pedicure and a manicure, um, and would also wanted to get her hair done too. But she had mentioned that she had a friend who was going to take care of her hair. So I said, okay, well, I, I I'm not big in the get your hair done type uh, world. So, but I do understand that when you trust somebody to do your hair, you trust them to do your hair. Yeah, so you paid you paid for the whole nine yards. Like she got the fancy like ninety dollar. I remember she had very nice nails. She had very and you were nice telling nails. Telling me about paying for it, I, and and that happened. But the hair, I, I didn't I didn't take care right, of the hair. Right. No. But but the interesting thing, and I think looking at all of these things in hindsight, maybe it kind of foreshadows some stuff. So I yeah, showed, you were really out of your way to make prom very special. I, I did. I really did for an event that I really didn't really want to go to. You know, um, and and I feel like she didn't know that I didn't want to go to prom because so, you did it right. I, I try. So I pick I pick her up. I um she's actually getting her hair done and it's getting close to time to pick her up for for prom. But she tells me to pick her up at this location. So I drive to this location. I pick her up to get her hair done. And when I get there, I mean, she looks she looks uh, stunning. I mean, wow. If she is the epitome of the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen in my life at this point in time. And I'm not making that up at all. I really saw no one else but her. And I think this fact is evident in the fact that I showed up to uh, another man's house to pick her up for prom. That's right. Wow. Now, wait, what do you what do you mean by what do you mean by another man's house? <clears throat> so so um, she was having her hair done by a gentleman who we both went to school with, but his mom was doing her hair. Got so it. so I picked her up from there uh, because we left from there and went straight to prom. I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, I didn't tell her all of the things I had planned after prom. I felt like this was something we would we would discuss on the way to prom because I was uh, I was really trying to be the I was going the extra mile, the extra steps to kind of make it more of an experience for her, which I think is what you're supposed to do at prom. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I pick her up. I go inside the house and I I'm I'm telling you, I see nobody else but her. There was nobody there even on her level at that moment in time. And she I just tell her, wow, you look stunning. I say all kinds of other things at this moment in time that escaped me. But I mean, they were smooth, most certainly. (laughs) Were they were they Belle Biv DeVoe smooth? I mean, indeed. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to bet they were more. 
cameo, but that's I was going to ask, are they Billy D. Williams smooth? But nobody <laughs> is that smooth. No, no, no one is that no, smooth, no, man. No. I, I, I went, I went with three days to prom. I wasn't Billy D. Smooth. Um, so, <laughs> unfortunately, that's not a bad date story, so you can't. Tell no, I am not telling it. I was just saying that was that was actually a decent story. But anyway, um, so we we leave the house, and now, mind you, now that I think about it, hindsight rather. Everybody there seemed a bit awkward, like some something was going on. Something had happened that I didn't know about, or maybe they weren't really expecting me to show up. Uh, his mom was there. Uh, this guy was there. In the tux, a, of all things. guys just wearing a tux. A, 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 cu- a couple other people were there. And, um, you know, they just kind of had that awkward silence. But she didn't. She talked to me like nothing was going on. Like she was super excited that I was there to pick her up. I pick her up. Interesting. Yeah, indeed. I pick her up. We get in the car. We drive towards prom. Prom at this point in time was at our civic center here in this city. Um, so we're driving a few minutes from the from where I picked her up, and I'm just to letting her know, hey, you know, um, we're, I think we're gonna have a great evening tonight. Uh, I know that you told me you hadn't eaten yet, which I think is great uh, because <laughs> I, because I, women that don't I, eat. I, made, I made some arrangements. Exactly. I made some arrangements for us to go to, uh, to have dinner at the bistro and she's excited at that moment. She's like, Oh, that's great. But then she pauses for a couple seconds and she says, Oh dear. Well, I've got to be home tonight at, at nine thirty. No, no. 10 o'clock. Prom didn't end until until like what eleven thirty is when they ended prom, and she had to be home by ten. So I'm thinking oh. that seems strange, right? It does. I mean, but at the same time, you know, I, I get it. I, I know what I, I know what people usually have planned at prom and after prom. So maybe there was some trying to prevent that kind of pressure. I get it. That certainly yeah. makes sense from a parent's perspective. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've got kids now too. Hopefully, they never listen to this show, <laughs> and, and, or this episode of this show, rather. I don't know, uh, man. I'm I'm huge in the uh, age group under third under third grade. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm huge in the grade school community. Word. That's perfect. Um, so we're driving there, and I, and I tell her this, and she tells me about having to be home by ten o'clock, and I'm like, okay, well, we can still make this work. No big deal. Uh, well, I say well, we could still do dinner. That's fine. Um, I also have a hotel room afterwards, you know, where we could just go back. It's a suite when we've got it to, to ourselves, if you'd like. And then we could also invite some other friends in. So so I, I made it less awkward. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, I made it less awkward because we also had friends who were going to prom and we could all go back to this hotel suite and, you know, just continue um, the party. Yeah. After party. Exactly. So. She she doesn't say anything at this point. She just continues to kind of nod and enjoy the I guess the music we're listening to on the way there, which just happened to be some uh, R and B music. Which anybody that knows me knows that I can't stand R and B music most times. Really? Uh, uh, you know, I have to be in the right mood for R and B music. Okay. Uh, so then we pull up to uh, we pull up to prom, and there's a spot to take pictures. We take we take a couple pictures. Do you still yeah. have those photos? I, I'm not going to admit that on the air. Okay. We get to prom and we dance a little bit and, you know, um, in in true Shalom Agalaba fashion, um, other friends invited me to dance. I make sure I check with my, my lady and ask if it's OK if I dance with, with these other ladies. She says, absolutely. So Shalom, I dance. Are, you, are, you, are you a good dancer? Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I've gotten better over the years, but yes. 
I would say at this point, I would say at this point, he he is a better dancer than he was in the past. <laughs> wow, you're you're, be, you're better today than you were at that time. Uh, yeah, at that time, I would I would say that it was very uh, not good at dancing. <laughs> not really, not good. Oh, I wouldn't say bad. Like I would, just, you would, you. Mm. I thought I was smooth. I thought I had some moves, man. You, I really you did. had the Humpty dance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like. As long as you you kept to the dance script, you were fine. Yes, right. No, he was very very good. That now he can dance very right. well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm still not going to dance with you. <laughs> we'll it doesn't matter what you say. He's not dancing with you. Right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So so we'll flash forward a couple more minutes, and then I dance with with uh, my date again uh, a few more times, and a couple of slow dances. And was it Seal? Uh, Seal was played a okay. couple of times, which yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, indeed. And she turns around. I guess she looks at her cell phone and it's 830. I got to get, you know, it's almost like a like a Cinderella moment. She looks at her cell phone, which it's important to mention. It wasn't her cell phone. It was she didn't have a cell phone. uh, Right. I think it was like her parent or her friend's cell phone. I don't I don't recall. Yeah. I didn't really look into that that much. I didn't I didn't pay any attention to that. Such a mystery. But I did know that she looked at herself or the phone that she had and, you know, shortly thereafter broke off the whole the dance with me and was like, hey, I've got to get ready to go. And I said, "Okay, well, hey, just hang on just a few more minutes. And she says, "Okay." So what time of the evening was it right when that happened? Yeah, this is, has to be at, uh, this is about like 9.40 that this, when this happens. Okay. So, not even 10 o'clock yet. And uh, the, car- the carriage is about to turn into a pumpkin. Right, exactly. Yeah, and if you, if, if I don't know if you know this, Toph, because you don't know Shalom, you only recorded with him twice. Um, if, if you told him 10 o'clock, I would say you had a good chance of about 1 o'clock being home. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Okay, so he's so I, I know this kind of person because I'm married to one of them. So you're kind of on shalom time. Uh, indeed, that's exactly what it was. And so, okay. you know, I'm thinking, all right, well, she's she's in the, but I didn't want this moment to end. I mean, I think it's really important to tell you I was having such a great time with her and with, uh, you know, everybody else that was there that were friends that I understood at that moment in time why prom was so important and why it's such an important American or staple of American life. It's that it's that transition period from um, adolescent to not yet an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Prom is definitely a coming of age experience. Indeed. All right. And so we're there for a couple more minutes. She tells me she's going to stay a little bit longer. And then I go to kiss her before she leaves. And I notice that she's already you know, already like walking towards the exit. And as I'm following behind her, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of running. It's almost embarrassing at this point. Uh, I'm running behind her. I see her get into a car with a guy. And it, hap- it happens to be the guy. It's a convertible. Oh, it's Mr. Hairdo. Yeah, it's a, it's a convertible way. His mom, the guy whose mom did her hair, he, he picked her up. And they drove off. Interesting. Yeah, so... To make this date story go even worse, I mean, because uh, right at this she point, ditched, she ditched him at prom. She ditched me at prom, um, and I go back inside, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let everybody know that I'm feeling you know just devastated at this moment in time. I just kind of played it up to well, okay, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe instead of um, instead of her mom picking her up or having me take her home, she just had him pick her up. No big deal. He's gonna take her to her house. Not even a big deal at all. 
didn't really think much about it at that point in time, other than... Did you, um, did you really not think much about it at the time, or did you have other scenarios going through your head? Um, you know, I, I, I didn't... I didn't... I want to say that I thought more about it, but I, I didn't. I, I just think I was more upset, or actually more disappointed that the night had to end. I think being there, being, being his friend at the time, being there and seeing this happen, like... Uh, I think he was distracted, but I don't think he was running through the scenarios that a normal person would be running. <laughs> I think that's absolutely fair. I think he was more like, "What? what's going on? And why am I here alone? Yeah. Not so much, why was the guy from earlier picking my girlfriend picking up. up my date okay, and my so, girlfriend? So primarily you were disappointed, but you weren't you weren't highly suspicious at the time. Right. Not at all. Uh, I don't know why. So, so yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so instead of going to the bistro to eat dinner, even though we had reservations after prom... I decide, no, because um, everybody else wants to go to IHOP. So we go to IHOP. And then uh, I start talking to to some folks that were with me about it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, nothing. That's that's different. All right, whatever. No big deal. We, we understand. We get it. And then we went home. I mean, that was the end of the night. I, I went home, got in my bed, and woke up the next morning. It was a Saturday. So you didn't use the hotel room either? <laughs> no, I didn't. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I know it's even more ridiculous. I just went home and got in my bed. Uh, but that's not where the bad date is. This is, this is the best part. No, no, this no. is the it's best not where the, part. It's not where the bad date ends. So let's flash forward to because we spent we did small talk during the weekend. You know, she called me a couple of times. I called her, but I also had to go back to work. So there was more. And, and in fact, on top of this, now that we mentioned it, I got her a job at the uh, amusement park. Yeah, you know, I got her a job there too. She worked um, with us, but at this point in time, you know, I had—I think I had transitioned, or I was working on transitioning just to the one job. But um, anyway, that's that's minor detail there. So it's Monday, and it's time to go back to class. So I'm going back to class, and uh, Latin class happens to be the second class, half of the day for okay. me. And I see her right outside of Latin class. She makes it a point to see me, which typically up until that point we would see each other in the morning. And then we wouldn't see each other again until like after Latin class. But, okay. she, but she makes it a point to find me before so she came Latin found class. you. She came and found me. What'd she say? We, hang, hang on just a second. So just to be clear, so no one's forgotten, this wasn't just your prom date. You would call this person your girlfriend. Correct. Okay. And so we um, we meet in the, in the hallway and stuff. We walk towards the stairs to go up to Latin class. And she she's talking to me like nothing's, no, there's no problems in the world. She's smiling. She gives me a kiss as, and then hands me this letter, and then oh, high school, and then says, "Okay, well, read this, read this later." I say, "Okay, all right, fine, no big deal. It's not the first time we've exchanged notes like that, or rather, she's written me a note and I've read it later." Um, so I think nothing of it, and uh, one of my friends is like, "Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, you got you a note. Oh, la, la. making a big deal out of it, like it's something to be a big deal about." And I should have like caught this from her look, the look on her face. She kind of seemed at that point in time a little mortified that this was happening. So I think nothing of it. And I just walk up to Latin class and I open the letter and the letter says something about, you know, um, it shouldn't be this hard to be in a relationship. Um, I, I feel like this is one sided or blah, blah, blah. And I, I can't even remember the gist of the, of the, the letter. In fact, I don't have the letter anymore. So I, I, I can't go back and look That's at the letter. That's a normal rep. human behavior, so I'm glad. <laughs> uh, right. I'm so, finally growing up. Yeah, that'd be a tough thing to keep around for sure. 
Well, you know, I think it reminded me of sometimes I tell this story to remind myself of how I felt in that moment. Uh, and then also to laugh at myself for how pathetic I seemed at that moment. Oh, that moment, not the moment that we're getting there. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in class. This story is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, man. Oh, man. We haven't even got to my favorite part. Yet, oh, huh? man. So <laughs> so we're in the uh, we're in class. I'm in class and, and uh, Desmond's not in this class with me. But I do have a, I sit with a whole bunch of girls um, in Latin class. And we're well, I guess we're all partners in this class, I guess. OK. And so we're. They, they can tell that something is physically wrong with me. Like I am like, as, as I read through this letter, she says something about, I'm going to break up with you. Or I think we need to break up or something. And I'm just like torn up. I mean, I don't start crying on the spot or anything like that. I didn't want anybody to see me like that, but I'll tell you, it did hit me like that. Um, and they could see what was going on. And I kind of told them, I was like, well, here's what happened. I don't really know what's going on here, but this is what she says to me. And I mean, they're they're pissed off at this point. All these ladies in the, at the table, which um, in hindsight, I don't really know why that mattered, other than that I felt like somebody had my back. You know, at that point in time. Sure, that's gonna uh, make you feel good. It did. It did absolutely. Although none of them were dating me. <laughs> um, yeah, but they uh, they made me feel a little bit better. And I and uh, I don't know. Thirty minutes into class, I said, you know what? I, I'm not gonna let this. I'm not gonna let this this end like this. And so after class, I start or in class, I, I'm not paying attention to any Latin at all. I'm running through my memory, trying to figure out what class she has next, what class she has after that. So I can show up like right before she gets out of class and kind of just be like, hey, what's going on with this? Let's talk. You know, and I mean, almost stalker like, in fact, now that I think about it, it sounds terrible. Uh, kids that are listening to this story, please never show up randomly outside of a class that your your ex girlfriend is. Oh, at. you're not gonna want to do a lot of things that Shalom does from this point of the story on kids. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. But um, yeah, because it, it came off stalkerish. Like she she would be there with me, and, and she would talk to me for the first couple of classes. Then it started to get a little ridiculous. Um, yeah, because he didn't just show up once. He was he was like following like every class. He's like, hey. Oh yeah, it's like it's like if I had um if I had never known her schedule before, I I damn sure knew it now. Okay, yeah. so instead of waiting till the end of school and going and having a all you know one big conversation about this thing, you were piecing it together throughout the day. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Like like in two minute increments. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Like, like it got to a point where I think the last two one or two classes she went the opposite way to avoid me so i couldn't i couldn't anticipate which direction she was going to lead I the can't class at why she would do that yeah i know right uh, so anyway i i mean i don't talk to her that night and i guess a couple days go by and then i'm back in latin class and i have this crazy idea i'm like i have to do this so i'm talking to these these girls again these same girls who were like uh mad that she had broken up with me and i said to them i'm like look i don't know what i did but i pissed her off and i got to get her back couldn't be the stocking i mean right okay so so as you're bringing this idea up these other girls that you're sitting with are they encouraging you do they think this is a good idea or are they saying no nah, i think you're taking this too far you know, these girls at this point, they, I didn't tell them about the showing up after every class. Didn't say any of that. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> that, that would have been helpful information. It probably would have. But so I'm telling them this. I'm like, look, I've got to get her back. I don't know what I did wrong, but I can't let it in like this. 
I'm going to do something nice for. Her. So I had um, I told him, look, what I'm going to do is I've, I'm, I'm going to go get some marble roses and I'm going to put them in a vase. I'm going to cut them all myself. I'm going to get her Chanel number no. five perfume in a in a gift bag. And I know she loves Usher. So I'm going to get her the new Usher CD, which at this point in time was burned. Was that like the confessions? confessions? Yeah. Confessions was a CD. So I'm like, I'm going to get her that and I'm going to take it to her at work. And then I said, on top of that, and like right as I was in class, I came up with the idea, you know what? That's not good enough. I'm going to also sing her I'm Sorry 2004 by Ruben Stutter. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but but it, it, gets, it gets so, even. So, it, so this is what I like about you that's coming out in this story is that you're a man of grand gestures. I, oh. I, I really am. It, I mean, it, it gets better because I mentioned earlier that it was the, it was the time of crunk. Oh uh, yeah, it was a time of <laughs> so, so Shalom knows that being a being a friend of his, that I have a card that has a system in it. For those yeah. that don't know, this means I have large subwoofers. I have like two twelves and a fifteen with an amp yeah. in the back of my trunk. Yeah, it was seriously set up nicely. So he was like, "Let me borrow your car." Right. So I come. So what I do is I find out now. I shouldn't have done this, but and this is also kind of now seems really stalkerish too. I find out her work schedule. Um, so I know that she's working on this day. So I go home. I cut these roses and I buy these roses. Right. And I cut each one of them at an angle myself. I prune each rose myself um, and put them in this vase. Uh, I'm not going to say vase because I don't want to sound pretentious. Yeah, because you're not doing that already. Too late. <laughs> I know. Right. And uh, I get the Chanel number no. five perfume, put it in a bag with the Usher CD and I go up to Desmond at, at his job and I'm like, hey, man, let me have the keys. Now, keep in mind, Desmond tried to talk me out of this idea. I did. He, he tried to talk me out of this idea, but I'm like, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad there was somebody in this scenario that was trying to discourage you. The, now, these girls had said, oh, if my boyfriend, they, they said, oh, if my boyfriend did anything like that for me, I would forgive him. I don't care what he did. And I'm like, that, that's all they had to say. I Even was, if he had stalked me the whole week before. Right. Dang it. That was really yeah. harmful advice that they gave you. And I, and to be fair, I don't think that they knew any better. I think at this point, I think at this, I mean, I think at this point they're they're watching the same movies I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> and it's a rom com, and everybody loves rom coms, right? And the only difference is I was Jump watching it. I watch them at home alone at this point in time with Bailey's and ice cream, just sitting there. <laughs> oh goodness. Anyway, yeah, and I don't I don't promote underage drinking, by the way. But at any rate. <laughs> <laughs> so so I get to um, I get to the job. I borrow uh, Desmond's keys to his car and I drive his car into the park because at this point in time, you can. I mean, there's a big enough gate to do that. I drive his car into the park and I've got the music playing like about to start up for uh, I've got it on the song prior for uh, Ruben Stutters 2004. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm walking up the stairs with this with this gift bag in my hand and these roses to walk up and talk to this to to my ex-girlfriend at this point in time. And as I'm doing this, all these folks in line getting on this ride can see me walking up the stairs. They're cheering me on saying, oh, man, they don't even know what the hell is going to happen. But they're excited about it. And I walk up to her. And as I'm getting closer to her, she she sees me as like, oh, my God, and turns around and runs into like the ride booth. And um that's, now, this, that's not that's not a good sign. Not not even a little bit of a good sign. And then <laughs> what makes it even worse is a buddy of mine uh, from Taekwondo. We and he's a higher rank than I am, but we've been really good friends for years at this point. Uh, he he comes out. He's like, "Hey, bro, um, she doesn't really want to talk to you right now. I'll talk to her, 
and see if what I can do to get her to calm down and maybe she'll give you a call later or something. And, you know, out of respect, one, I'm, I'm devastated at this point that my idea didn't work. And but at this point in time, the damn song is playing. And <laughs> because you have to realize at this point, all Shalom has done. He talks about people looking at awe and wondering what he's going to do. He, he opened the gates to an amusement park and drove a car into it and then chased this woman down yeah. holding a bag. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, she don't want to touch. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, then the music really kicks on and people are like, oh, yeah. Oh. Dang it. So it gets even worse. No. Even worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. It can't get worse. That's what I thought, but it gets even worse. <laughs> so I walk down the stairs, um, and as I'm walking down, the same people who were trying to make eye contact, who was cheering me up before, or are cheering me on before, are trying not to make eye contact with me now. Like, they, they, feel, they feel my pain, because they can tell exactly what I'm doing, because the song is already into the whole, uh, I'm sorry, you know, that, that whole portion of the song. <laughs> Damn. Dang it. I, yeah, it's just really bad. And so I walked back to the car, put everything back in the car because she didn't even want the gift at this point. I get in the car. I drive back out the gates. I walk back into the amusement park, give Desmond his keys back. And I'm just shaking my head saying, I don't want to talk about it. And at this point in time, like tears are coming down my face in the middle of it. Like this is public. There are people at this park seeing this. Uh, in fact, I'm so glad that I don't think anybody got this recorded. Did no, they? no. Thank God. Because like, I mean, I've, I'm like tearing up and crying and everything. And I get in my car. I drive home. And I leave the um, I leave the flowers on my table. And this is why I hate flowers from this day, this day, that day on anyway. But I leave them on my table at the at the uh, house with the CD and the, and the perfume. And uh, a few hours later, a friend of ours gives me a call. He's like, hey, I heard about what happened. Um, are you OK? I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I really just don't want to talk right now. So he shows up at my house. Wow. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. He's, Shows up in my house and it is, uh, hey, are you going to do anything with that CD? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you got the new Usher CD, huh? Yeah. You're not going to do anything with that. Yeah. So I'm like, man, dude, you could have the CD. <laughs> you probably yeah. should have given him the flowers, too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, at this point, you... Yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, this... Um, this goes down. I mean, and, and I, I mean, there's more to the story than this. And the only part of, uh, that's more to the story is how how depressed I was for the last few days. But uh, again, I tell you this, that I tell this story to other friends to keep them from doing the making the mistakes that I've made. Um, I have a friend of mine who recently was in a relationship situation in which he overreacted with this uh, this girl he was dating and. They got into an argument and he thought that everything was done with them, but he wanted to send her a card and some chocolates and whatnot and write her a letter saying how he feels about her and talk. The letter was going to reference some of the first times that they have met and some of the things, the conversations, intimate conversations they've shared with each other. And I took him to lunch and I told him, don't do it. And I told him, look, if you send this letter out, I'm going to hit you in the face. And apparently that wasn't good enough to deter him for from it. Uh Oh, so he said, you know, I, I, I get it, but I'm, I still think I need to do something. I need to do something for. Her. And then I told him this story. Wow. And he said, if you hadn't told me this story, I would have sent the letter out. Wow. So, so you saved him. I did. So I have a question for you. Go ahead. I have, I have a couple of questions, actually. 
my first question is, did this experience discourage you from ever doing grand gestures again? No, no, it didn't. It, but the, the, the gestures were a lot more, uh, uh, the gestures that's on that point on were a lot more tame and a lot more um, thought out. Okay. So to this day, are you still a person of grand gestures? I'm a, I'm a person of gestures. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them grand. I, I mean, okay. I, All right. Yeah. So you're, so you're, you're scaled back considerably. I am. Okay. So my second question, which I feel like is the obvious one, did you ever find out why she broke up with you? Did you ever have a, a real conversation where you were able to learn what you wanted to? That's yeah, that's a fair question. And I think it's one worth, uh, worth addressing. Yes and no. So, the guy, I mean, now hindsight being obvious, she was talking to the guy that she had picked or who picked her up from prom to begin with. So she was uh, already she was already transitioning. Right. She was already transitioning to him. And, you know, maybe that's why she was excited and just didn't let anything get. She knew what was going to happen after prom. Um, she knew that he couldn't take her to prom because he wasn't a senior or a junior, but he could pick her up from prom. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, if it's if we're talking about you know the superficial, yeah, of course I'm I'm way better looking than this guy, and <laughs> uh, he he had a better car. I'm going to give him that. He had a, he had a, be- a much better car. He had a convertible. That's a low um, bar, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Don't, don't mean that as a shot, but they're yeah. not they're not together now. I'll say that for sure. Okay, that was going to be one of my other obvious questions. Now, I want to say this because I think this is important to say, you know, she taught me a lot of lessons about myself with this whole incident. Um, She also taught me about my my limits or how I should limit things. So I guess that goes with the teaching me lessons portion. But she is not a bad person. I I mean, I'm not mad at her now. Uh, As an adult, I'm looking back at this saying, you know what, had I not learned what I learned then? At that point in time, I would have had to learn a much harder lesson later on, I think. So, so, so she, um, although the, the, although the experience was painful, she actually uh, kind of helped you out in the long run. Uh, agreed. Painful, painful doesn't begin to scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you've ever driven into a 30 ride amusement park with music <laughs> blaring oh, in man. front of, uh, I don't know, I don't know how many people were on hand that day, but I know from my time there, we get about 200,000 visitors. So, man, if I, I had a nickel for every time I've done something similar to that. <laughs> yeah, right? All of us. Who yeah, has it? All, all the time. Constantly. Right. Yeah. So, so Desmond, has he left anything important out? No, no. That, that I was making sure it got to the, the, the most important part because actually... The only thing I would say is the gesture that he ended up doing was a talk down from the gesture that he had planned originally. That's true. No. That's yeah. the only that's the only interjection I have because he came to me about the car yeah. and he wanted he wanted to drive the car, he wanted to add a sunroof, he wanted to hang out the sunroof and have the flowers and sing and drive around and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what was already a gigantic gesture was going to be an even bigger grand gesture. Man, if this it man was. could have bought fireworks. <laughs> true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Lee, that's that's painful. Shalom, that was a fantastic bad date story. That might, you know, you had said at the beginning of of the of our time together that you might have the trump of all bad date stories, and that may be the case. <laughs> That was that was really terrific. 
I just wish you guys could have seen, been there with us. Because he, when he says he would, those things didn't go through his mind, Toph, he's not lying. He, I feel bad for him after the fact, but he was pretty much clueless. Like, as he was telling us what's happening, we're like, oh, man, I want to question something. He's like, no, no, I, I'm secure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I feel good about this. Oh, man. Oh. Well, man, thanks so much for telling your story. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me on to, to spread the word. Absolutely. You're, you're very, very welcome. So, did we leave anything else or anything else we need to cover before we go? Um, no, not from my perspective. Nope. Well, great. Well, uh, Desmond and Shalom, uh, I appreciate your friendship in the, in, the podcast com- in the podcast community. Thanks so much for coming on and telling a bad date story. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, you bet. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. All see right, you. Take it easy. All right. This week's Pot of the Week is Today on the Bus. Creator and host Emily Kirsch and her guests tell stories inspired by events on the Portland Mass Transit System. You can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheGravityBeard. Email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com or interact with us and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. And please stop by iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also... We recently set up a Patreon page. It's at patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard. For a limited time, anyone who commits to monthly support can come on the show as our special guest. So sign up now at patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard. This episode features the songs Sophomore Makeout and Walking the Dog by Silent Partner, along with Quitting Time by Patrick Lee, CC by NCSA 3.0. All the music in this episode can be found on either the YouTube audio library or at freemusicarchive.org. Next week will be another installment of This Week Today. Adam and I will discuss the story of a bachelor party road trip that rivals the plot of the movie The Hangover. The week after that, Greg, Scott, and Ivan return for our second round of hypotheticals. Might be the funniest episode we've ever done. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. This is the Gravity Beard Crab Past.